0: To help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com, and telemeric sent you. new Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Casher, 106.1 FM NASH icon on your radio dial, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. Of course, uh, that's our digital platforms. How about NASHFM1061.com, ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. And of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchors are home based on your favorite podcasting platform. Check it out, Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll be able to find that fairly easily. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, our social media platforms. How are you doing today? Beautiful day here in New Orleans. Sunny, 69, Chamber of Commerce type weather for us, huh? Well, you know, it be getting a little chilly, and then it'll be a little bit warm, and then it'll be a little chilly. It's um, wintertime in New Orleans. You know, as long as that then the nasty rain that we get, that's just and then that cold just gets into your bones because of humidity. Yeah, that's not what we want. That's not what we're looking for. Mardi Gras time in the city, getting ready for again some great parades coming down. You're going to be enjoying the parades or not? I don't know. A lot of people think it twice. We'll see how that plays out. Hopefully, again we can have a great, safe Mardi Gras season. And, of course, look, Dave, hey, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Jeff Duncan joins me on the program, of course, from NOLA.com and also Fox 8. Every Thursday, 1 o'clock with our live broadcast on LAE, also live streaming on the WLE tv YouTube page. That's at 1 p.m. every Thursday. And then Thursday the f- night, 6 o'clock, WLATV, our first rebroadcast. 10 o'clock on the Deuce, WLATV2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always on our social media platforms. Always at ericaster.com. Always on the WLATV YouTube page. All right, a lot to get into. We're going to have Les East of um, sports.com join us at 435. Uh, and then we'll talk uh, to um, Larry Holder of the Athletic at 5:35 uh, this afternoon. Uh, big win last night for the Pelicans. Uh, Got to give it to him, man. Just a, a team that is just resilient. I mean, you lose your two best players, two guys that are bona fide superstars that are uh, that are um, uh, should be NBA All Stars this year. Um, at least, at least Zion for sure. And if, if, if B I wouldn't have gotten injured, you would think he'd be in the mix as well. Uh, they continue to be able to move, uh, forward again, look, some hiccups over the weekend was expected when you look at the competition, but they went into, uh, Washington last night, a place where, again, they have not won, uh, in forever when they were the Hornets, uh, 132 to one twelve, Pels get to get another win, uh, 25 and 16 overall, uh, for, for the Pels. And, um, uh, they continue uh, to be, uh, again, uh, a team that has to be reckoned with uh, in the Western Conference, even, even again uh, not having the uh, full complement of players available for them. Uh, they are currently third in the West. At 25 and 16, they're two and a half games behind the Nuggets, who again lead the Western Conference at 27 and 13. They are tied with the Grizz, who are again at 27 and 13. Again, which means again the Pels are, are just behind the Grizzlies, also at two and a half games in in the Southwest Division. So, um, again, kind of treading water here, hoping again that they can continue to put stack some wins here with um, uh, Zion and uh, Brandon Ingram out. And I heard uh, Graf say the other day that. Um, uh, Brandon Ingram is, is on his way back. So, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later, when you talk about uh, Brandon Ingram getting back on the court, then it becomes about getting acclimated, getting his, you know, there's so many things that, you know, getting, uh, uh getting your win back, etc. So we'll see how that plays out. We're going to talk to on the saints again today. I am going to ask our guest a lot about what's going on with the saints, the state of the saints right now. Um, and, uh, you know, yesterday I heard Dennis Allen uh say that they're reevaluating then the reevaluation phase uh, of of the offseason. Here's my issue. Who's reevaluating the Saints when you talk about from the front office to the water boy? And and I'm not kidding here. Maybe a little bit in jest, right? But but I'm not kidding here. And it really starts at the top. Has Mickey Loomis ever been evaluated in New Orleans? Now I'm sure that maybe a little bit after the Haslett thing that that failed, but again that was post Katrina. Uh, you had a, a you had a separation in the front office with again um, Arnie Filco and and those that again that supported Filco and coming back to New Orleans and those that supported Mr. Benson and, and were willing to be able to move the team to San Antonio, and those that, again, that, that supported Mr. Benson, lifelong, New were on in some cases, right, uh, in, in moving the team to San Antonio, were considered his confidants. And at that point, there was that line of demarcation where, again, you had uh, a Philco and, and, and a lot of the individuals that, that supported him that were out, right, and immediately you have the other individuals who supported Benson uh, that became the inner circle, and and that still is today. Dennis Lauscher, Greg Benson, Mickey Loomis. Okay, those guys are pretty much untouchable within the organization and have risen in the organization. Okay, um, you know, very wealthy men now, well, but from again because of their uh, standing uh, behind Mr. Benson, uh, even though again he was willing to be able to move this team to San Antonio. Um, jobs for life. You know, none of these guys are getting fired. Okay. That's another part of this jobs for life. No, this is a legit question. Look, when you look at this situation right now with the saints, maybe not when Loomis and Peyton were a team, because again, Loomis's role was what? Capologist, right? We knew what his role was. His role also was again, GM, uh, in name only in a lot of cases, right? Uh, it came with a a specific role, okay? Peyton wanted a player. Loomis made it happen. Teams called about trades. He took the calls. But we know who made the final call on football decisions, for better or for worse. It was Peyton, okay? As we discussed yesterday, again, there have been uh, busts, costly busts in the draft, free agency. But Peyton was able to get away with those misses in a lot of cases because he had Breeze. And he had a bunch of hits when it came to players. I Man, no, no doubt about that, okay? You look at, um, at the situation right now with the Saints, and you say to yourself, okay, um, you look at Peyton, and you look at, again, the Super Bowl, you look at the situation with, again, him and Breeze, greatest era in Saints history, bar none, greatest era in Saints history. But we, again, you look back now, and you can see, especially now, you know, coming when when his last season was 9 and 8, walking away because, again, there was, uh, you know, pretty much, you know, he saw the salary cap situation. Uh, He saw the situation, again, without having a legitimate uh, uh, starting quarterback. A lot of reasons why he walked away to do the hiatus. And, of course, now he's the most coveted coach on on the market. But it seemed to work. It seemed to work with him and Loomis in, in those roles. For the most part, of course, they brought in Jeff Ireland, who, again, really helped because of, again, his knowledge of, of again, college personnel. Uh, Michael Parrington was brought, was brought through the organization, said to be one of the best pro personnel uh, guys out there. Kai Harley is, has, has worked at the knee of, of, um, of uh, Mickey Loomis and has learned how to be able to manipulate the NFL cap uh, as a capologist. All those guys are still there. Peyton is not. But the organization now has a different structure. It's more like pre Payton, okay, where the buck now stops with Loomis. Okay? He now, when you look at this situation, you can put again the giving up of two number one picks for Davenport and Turner on Peyton. You got to. Okay, that's on Peyton. That's on Loomis. Loomis may have been the GM, but we know the guy that pulled the trigger. We know the guy that wanted both those guys. That was Sean Payton. Okay? Okay? We can put the doubling down on, on, on Pete, a guy that was, again, that Peyton had a relationship with his, with his, uh, his father, played with him, supposedly, again, knew him from, from, uh, from, 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 uh, from Illinois. And, of course, uh, drafting Pete out of Stanford. There were other players that were, netting, that were on that draft board. And, they, and, and back then, if you remember, they desperately needed a defensive tackle. But they picked the offensive tackle who couldn't play offensive tackle, and then they moved him to guard. He's had some success there. But more often, and more injured than anything else. Giving him an extension, that is a very hefty extension. That now they're gonna have to pay the piper on this offseason. They're gonna cut him. They gotta cut him. They can eat the dead money. Okay. Um, Ruiz drafted as a, a, a drafted a, a center out of, out of Michigan. Immediately moved him to guard. Didn't work out. Hasn't worked out. We can say you can listen to some of those out there saying he had a better year than than he's had in the past. He's not a he is. If I, have, if I have a quality quarterback, I don't want him protecting him. Period. The end. He's probably more, more, more set up to be a center than a guard, in my opinion. That's what he was in Michigan. That's what he came out as. Saints move him immediately. There's something wrong when, again, you take a player, you have a vision of that player, and you move him to another position that he's never played before in the pros. Hasn't worked out. Hasn't worked out and probably won't work out long term. Will they double down on him in in, in some cases? We'll see. I'll say it again. In in most cases, when you start looking at at where those drafts were, and I'm putting it on Peyton now, right? There were better players on the draft board than the reaches that I just talked about. Pete, Ruiz, um, two picks for Davenport, two picks for Turner. I mean, those, 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 those will hurt you. And then they did. So that's on Peyton. But to some degree on Ireland, because Peyton got the, the the player that he coveted, and Ireland was supposed to be a voice there as well. But now Lubis is back in charge, okay? And let's face it, his first draft, he overpaid for Olave. He overpaid for Penning. Olave looks like he's going to be a nice receiver, but he ain't Jerry Rice. I'll say it again. Penning now with his second surgery, now on, on on now he's had both feet surgically repaired in his first year in the NFL. That's not a good sign. Now, maybe he overcomes that and becomes a dominant player in the NFL, but he came in raw as a first-round pick, and now he's injury-prone. So maybe the tail of the tape on him as we look, you know, two, three, four years down the line is, hey, pretty good pick, but right now, surely doesn't look like it. Right now, it looks like a bust. It looks like a guy that's going to be often injured, and we've seen that. Turner, Davenport, Pete. I mean, come on. We keep going. The draft capital that was given up for those players. I've said it over and over again. I said it on the night of the draft. I said it the next day. I've been saying it ever since. Reserved for a top quarterback. That's reserved. That's the type of, of draft capital you give up for a quarterback. So Loomis, his first draft, post-Payton, doesn't look very good. You can say, well, they got Alante Taylor. Well, a lot of people feel they, they reached for Elante Taylor, who most people had as the third or fourth-round pick. They got him in the second round. Now, if he's a starting corner for this team and plays as well as he did this year and continues to be able to play like that, you say you don't care where you drafted him at that point, right? Obviously, maybe the scouts were wrong, and, 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 and Loomis and Ireland were right. But it's still a 7-10 and 10 season. It's still a 7-10 season with the talent to win more games in a very bad division. In a division you should have won handily. And there were problems almost every single game. I mean, you know, I was watching Fox 8 last night and their Black and Gold review show. And... I'm not talking about the commentary from Deuce and Sean and, 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 and Juan, but I'm, I'm looking at the file footage. Heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak about this season. I mean, you almost every single piece of that footage was something going wrong that cost them a game. So – Continuity. We talked about it yesterday extensively. The commitment to excellence. Do you have that in this organization now? I think you had it with Peyton and Breeze. I don't know if you have it now. I'll say you don't. This organization is giving him a pass for the hiring of of Dennis Allen. I would say, look, I'll, I'll give him a pass for that. What I don't give him a pass for is retaining Dennis Allen. After a talented team didn't perform under this head coach, and again, this is nothing personal to do with Dennis Allen. I think we all like Dennis Allen. Okay, I think we all like again the fact that again he came up in the in the organization from from again um, uh, an assistant to again the to again the the, the corner the, the defensive back coach to ultimately defensive coordinator. But I think a byproduct of what we saw this season is, again, Dennis Allen. So Dennis Allen and Loomis will sit down, and they will, again, evaluate the assistants in the roster. Do you have faith they'll get it right? I don't. I'll give you two instances again. I'll go back to C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the trade there, not realizing, again, this guy could be a safety. After going out and spending more and more money on safeties, okay, lose Marcus Williams, you're going out and getting Marcus May. I mean, we go we go through it all. Honey Badger, I, I love I loved the, the, the pickup, but he played well down the stretch. And you know what? If they play him in the right position next year as, as, a, as more of a rover, a roamer in the, in the backfield, he'll end up with double digit interceptions. He's that, he's that kind of player. Uh, or at least double-digit turnovers. I won't say double-digit interceptions. He's a playmaker. The Latavius Murray situation. (laughs) You had him in the building. You just didn't do what was necessary to be able to keep him in the building by protecting him. What have you been looking for all season long? A big back that can can play alongside or, again, spell Alvin Kamara. Horrible moves by Loomis and, 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 and Dennis Allen in evaluation, And, of course, again, just being a savvy front office. Something that would have never happened during the Peyton era. It was, it was it is, as if they thought the organization that Peyton built would run on autopilot. Even with the departure of Peyton, and it didn't. Loomis, as I said yesterday, much like Peyton, has a job for life and I'm just going to say this right now, that kind of job security is dangerous because there are no consequences for failure. Who in the building is telling Loomis not to draft a player, sign a player, cut a player? I'll wait. No one. No one. Okay? Not Mrs. Benson, not Lausha, who's supposed to be his superiors. It's dangerous to have that kind of power and then not to have the knowledge to do the job when it comes to player personnel. And we're right back where we were pre-Katrina now, okay? Look, we can debate kicking the can down the road when it comes to, again, the cap. That was an organizational decision, okay? That goes back to Mr. Benson, Mrs. Benson, Lausha Loomis, and yes, Payton signing off on trying to get a new, another Super Bowl championship, number one, before Mr. Benson died. Didn't work out, and Breeze retired. Didn't work out. I get it. I was all in. You were all in. Most of us were all in. Want to see at least one more championship before this dude went off into the sunset. But now the roster's aging. And very expensive. Do you, the season ticket holder, do you, the Saints fan, trust Loomis to rebuild this team into a Super Bowl contender? I do not. I do not. And then having to answer to no one. To be so entrenched because you're in the inner circle is dangerous, dangerous. Now look, it's not been all bad. Loomis brought in Griffin to run basketball operations, right? And and for the for the Pelicans, and then he got out the way. He got out of the way. Now look, there's no doubt, Griff reports to him. Griff stumbled early, okay, but it's clear that Griff has rebounded. Quickly, one thing he didn't do was double down on his mistakes. He erased his mistakes. And what are the Pelicans today? They're winners. They're winners. Griff was also qualified to run an NBA team. Loomis is not. Nor is he qualified to run the football operations for an NFL team. And this notion that is that, that because you've been loyal makes you untouchable breeds complacency. Just does. This franchise, this Saints franchise, if they want to get back to a championship pedigree, and I talked about it yesterday, commitment to excellence, has to have a strong football general manager that knows both, again, the pro and college personnel. And that's all he does. In other words, his total focus is on pro and college personnel. Lubis wears too many hats in the in the Benson Empire. okay, And then he's got his outside businesses as well. Just bought bought with the old metric cafe, making it into a bar, et cetera, bar and restaurant. I'm not knocking the cat. Make as much money as you can. Have something to fall back on if you decided you want to walk away from the Saints one day. Well, Why would you? I'll say it again. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Loomis failed with Hasslett. And now we're bringing back, we're seeing the Saints bring back a a structure that failed, that wreaked mediocrity. The Saints were a mediocre franchise before Peyton. No matter what the factors were this season, okay, Dennis Allen was not able to put a winner on the field. No matter what the ties to the organization, he doesn't deserve a second season because his record has proven that he's a coordinator not a head coach doubling down on a mistake is again a recipe for failure he didn't do it in oakland he didn't do it here he had a better team here than he had in oakland he had a he had a garbage division to deal with this year and he couldn't muster more than 7 wins 7 wins Winning organizations take the emotion out of business decisions, period, the end. You could love a guy, okay? You could love somebody that's been in the organization forever. you got to make a tough decision. Mrs. Benson is making a huge mistake, not kicking Loomis into another position. I've talked about it for, what, over two years now. President of professional sports operations, okay? Let him oversee everything. Hiring a football general manager who is a great personnel evaluator, allowing him to hire the new head coach and starting fresh, leaving the memories of the Peyton Breeze era for the record books and the Saints Hall of Fame. Again, I'll say this. Who is evaluating the misses of of the post-Peyton era? The answer is no one. No one but the guy who missed on the draft, missed on free agency, missed on trades, and missed on the coaching hire. He's evaluating himself. Therein lies the biggest issue that, to me, that no one else in this market is talking about but me. That's it. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in your face with it. Yes, because it needs to be in your face with it. It's good. It's great to have camaraderie and friendships and loyalty. And to say they're in my inner circle and they're my confidants, but at the end of the day, when you're talking about a National Football League franchise, the same as you'd be talking about an NBA franchise or any other major franchise that's out there, the bottom line is winning. Are you interested in winning championships year after year and doing what's necessary, sometimes making the hard decisions to do that? Are you content in raking in the money and being mediocre? We saw that for decades here in New Orleans, pre-Payton. This organization is now backsliding. Mrs. Benson is a wonderful woman. Philanthropist, may go down as one of the greatest New Orleanians in the history of this city. And that's saying a lot. But now is a definitive time in the history of this Saints organization. On whether she's going to make the tough decision, no matter, again, the ties that bind, to be able to make sure that, again, this organization is set up to win championships in the future. They'll be out of cap hell soon. They're going to have multiple drafts coming up. There's going to be free agency. Do you roll the dice on a guy that hasn't got it done, that couldn't get the most out of this team, to do it again, that maybe by next year, halfway through the season, or because the Saints never fire fire a coach in midseason now, let it go another year to lose not one but two seasons? Two seasons. When, again, you can make the tough decision today, reorganize your front office, bring in someone who can lead this organization, Peyton led from the head coaching position. That is unusual in today's NFL, in in today's sports in a lot of cases. There are only a few that can do that, but he didn't do it by himself. Loomis was a great confidant and was the perfect marriage for Peyton and Loomis. Can he be that for uh, for some other GM or some other coach? Possibly. But the main thing you have to have is someone that can recognize NFL talent. recognizes again who again because it can be a top head coach and bring back again the glory of the years before their distant memory in the minds of all Saints fans can they do it I don't know but I can tell you right now the current structure is not going to work because we've seen this already didn't work before it's not going to work now Tread and water ladies and gentlemen And eventually, again, you get tired and you drown. The question is, when will this this get so bad and hit rock bottom that, again, Mrs. Benson will be forced to make a move? Why not, again, make the move now? Take a hard look. Like I said, who's evaluating Mickey Loomis? Who's evaluating what's going on in this front office right now? And the answer is no one. And that's an issue. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. I don't care where you live, within the sound of my voice, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, if you're looking for a company you can trust, Burkhardt is the company. Air conditioning systems, heating system, Apco whole home air treatment system. Uh, If you're looking for, again, a generator for your home or your business. Uh, If you're looking for electrical work, uh, again, they have all these individuals on staff for you. Burkhardt, again, over 10,000 customers strong. Why? Because, again, they're attempting to detail, taking care of their customers, and the trustworthiness of those that work for Burkhardt, and, of course, the Burkhardt company as a whole. Never gouge you, with cheat you, only doing the work that's necessary and doing it right. Go with the pros. Go with Burkhardt. I've done it for over three decades. ACPromise.com. That's ACPromise.com. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's ACPromise.com. Let's seize this next. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. This report is sponsored by Walgreens. Walgreens wants to make it easy to refill your Medicare prescriptions. That's why they offer 90-day refills, refill by scan using your phone, even save-a-trip refills so you can pick up all your prescriptions with ease. So fill your way at Walgreens. Exclusions may apply.
2: Look out for an accident on 10 Eastbound at the Elysian Fields off-ramp. Your delays are going to be solid on 10 Eastbound from just past City Park to before Elysian Fields. Look out for delays 10 westbound from St. Bernard to Canal. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays if you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City connection from just before Chapatoulas to the Camp Street exit. In the meantime, look out for an accident. Causeway at Veterans, also an accident. General Meyer at Steeplechase Lane and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center.
0: Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Calls me at I-10 in Metro. Hey folks! Don't forget about my friends over at uh, Dave Miet Insurance. If you're looking for an insurance company that has your back, before and after the sale, sometimes again you get an insurance company and uh, they're you know, they're collecting um, uh, the, the the money, okay? Um, their, their payment for setting you up with a with a with a with a insurance company, and you never hear from that agent. Uh, when you need that agent, you can't find that agent. Uh, it's not the way it is with Dave Miet Insurance. Whether again you're a contractor, professional, business owner, maybe again, again you're uh, you're a homeowner, uh, you're a family, whatever, whatever type of insurance you're looking for, one thing I can tell you right now is you go with Dave Miet Insurance. Not only again will he get you the best price for the best insurance because again he searches over 50 companies to get you the best price for insurance, but again when there is an issue or if there is an issue he's there uh, after a hurricane after uh, an event with your family or your home, again, within your business. Something as simple as, again, sending you the insu- uh, an insurance certificate to get a job started. The attention to detail is second to none, and working for you, making you feel like you're his only client. If you're not getting that type of, uh, of, uh, of uh, work from your insurance company right now or your insurance agent, try mine. It's Dave Miet Insurance, 504 556 0809. Go to D-A-V-E-M-I-L-L-E-T-I-N-S-Agency.com and contact Dave Miet Insurance. That's Dave Miet Insurance since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies serving the entire metropolitan area. That's Dave Miet Insurance. You want to save? Call Dave, 504 556 0809. All right, joining us in the program now, award winning journalist. Uh, An accomplished author, Les East of Crestedysports.com and Saturday Down South. Uh, he is also has a fantastic book as well, uh, and he joins us on the program. Les, welcome to the show, my friend.
4: Hi, Eric. Good to be with you. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Happy New Year to you and your family. Uh, and before we get started, once again, tell us a little bit about your book and how folks can get it.
4: Well, thanks, Eric, and uh, Happy New Year to uh, you and yours as well. Uh, the book is called Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes, and it can be uh, found at all the major online platforms, uh, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, etc.,
0: Les, um, obviously, again, folks can, can, can read your writings over at CressidySports.com, also covering the SEC, LSU, Mississippi State for Saturday Down South. Uh, I've read your articles over, over the last couple of weeks as I read everything. And, I, and, again, folks, if you want to read anything that Les has, not just CressidySports.com, but I forward every single article that Les has on my social media platforms as well. You and I agree on a lot of things. We totally differ on the retention of, of Dennis Allen. For for the audience, why don't you give us your your take on why you believe Dennis Allen should have a second chance and an opportunity to coach this team next year?
4: Well, a uh, couple of reasons. One, I, I don't think, at least I have not been convinced that he can't handle the job. Even though I'm, I understand this was a bad year in a lot of ways, and there were some shortcomings, especially early in the year. But uh, when you factor in everything. Uh, the transition, the injuries,
1: uh, the improvements
4: they made down the stretch, uh, the fact that his side of the ball played extremely well uh, down the stretch. I don't, I kind of summed it up by saying we don't yet know if he is the right guy for the job long term, but after one season, Uh, We don't yet know he's not the right guy for the job long term. And other than Sean Payton, I don't know of anybody out there whose hiring would make me feel more confident that they were the person for the job long term.
0: Even based on, and look, I gave him a pass for Oakland because Oakland was was a disaster, okay? But he did not seem to motivate this team. Uh, there were so many mistakes that were made, not just again, um, you know, I could go back to, you know, you go back to to uh, in-game mistakes that were made, maybe, maybe mistakes in terms of not utilizing certain players, you know, again, Taysom Hill comes to mind, uh, you know, where was the screen pass? Uh, defensively, uh, I, I felt like last year as a defensive coordinator in the previous years, he was he was a much better coach in terms of in, in-game adjustments, the ability to be able to get his, his team uh, motivated and ready to go. Uh, but, again, I, I thought there was little shortcomings there. Uh, when you look at the, the body of work and, and some of the things that went wrong, what would lead you to believe that, again, just giving him another year, we would see a, a change there. And, and, and an opportunity win, in a bad bad division to, to be able to come in win that division and maybe get to the playoffs again next year
4: well if you look at the last six games three of which were against playoff teams that they, they gave up 18 or fewer points in every one of those games had their offense been average in scoring points over that period they would have won all six games and they'd be hosting a playoff game as nfc south champions this year so what held this team back primarily was the offense and he's the head coach he's responsible for all three phases and yet i think when you look at where you try and fix things for next year you look at getting under the salary cap you look at Getting uh, upgrading the quarterback position. You look at upgrading the wide receiver position and maybe upgrading the offensive preparation and coaching,
3: and he's
4: responsible for all that along with the front office, and that's what they need to do in the offseason. I don't see where firing the head coach uh, necessarily moves them in the right direction any more than those other things I just cited that, that he, I'm sure, will be focused on doing during the offseason
0: so you're of the opinion that they can make some changes on the office side of the ball and the coordinator etc uh, that again that that maybe we will see a, a, a different uh, we will see a different team next year I mean this was a talented team that underachieved
4: it is and I'm not sure they'll be better next year what i'm saying is i don't think firing the head coach after one year when you take into account all of the factors in this mm-hmm. one year i, I don't Feel that I don't feel confident that that's going to fix the issues. That you know, again, the defense, which was still playing with a lot of injuries late in the year, was Agreed. one of the. They had to be one of the five best defenses in the NFL over those last six games, and it, and even before that, really the last eight or nine games, the defense played very well. So I think the the smarter thing to do is to address what held this team back the most, which was the offense. They had below-average quarterback play the entire year, except when Jameis Winston played the fourth quarter against the Falcons in the opener. That's about the only time the quarterback position um, played very well. They, They were missing their two best receivers for virtually the entire year, most of their offensive line, and there were problems with the offensive uh, play calling, utilizing of personnel, you know, stuff that, that he is responsible for fixing. But I think the solution, to me, the most thing that makes the most sense is to fix the offense and see what happens next year because if the defense duplicates the way it played the second half of the season and they upgrade the offense, they have a good chance to go to the playoffs next year.
0: One question about the, the defense, and I want to get back to the offense. To the, with, with the retention of Dennis Allen, and this is a two-part question, does he continue to begin call the plays on game day for the defense, calling the defense, and do you continue with two defensive coordinators?
4: Well, those are good questions, and I'm not sure uh, of the answers. I know he talked yesterday I was at his news conference, and he talked about how that you know they're going to evaluate everything from, from top to bottom beginning this week, as all teams do every year. And th- those, I think, will be high up on the list. My guess is that he will continue uh, to call the, the defense on game day, primarily because of how well the defense played the second half of the season, especially the last six games. So, you know, I don't think... Him calling the defensive plays is something that, that strikes me as a uh, as one of the issues that they need to address. As far as the co-defensive coordinators, I think that kind of dovetails, dovetails with that. And that was an adjustment period for, for Chris Richard and for Ryan Nielsen. And mm-hmm. yet the entire defensive performance got significantly better and was one of the best in the NFL down the stretch. So I, I don't, my guess is that they won't change either one of those things, but I do think it's something they will
0: discuss. I do, in my opinion, I do think the co-defensive coordinator thing will take care of itself. Uh, I think that one guy will be gone. Uh, I think that again, whether it's Peyton coming in and taking that, taking one, or again maybe that one of those coordinators deciding again that they want to go somewhere where they can be a defensive coordinator, you know, alone without without having that co defensive coordinator. And really, again. Uh, not truly a defensive coordinator because, really, Dennis Allen's still calling the, the defense on game day. So I think that will take care of itself. That's just my opinion um, as, as well, far I wouldn't as that surprise,
4: goes. That wouldn't surprise me at all if either one of those guys uh, went somewhere else because they're both very good coaches, and I, I think sure. you're right. They, they can spread their wings a little bit better somewhere else. So, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either.
0: Offensively, how do you um, – when you're looking for a new offensive coordinator, which I think they, that because Dennis Allen is being retained, they're going to do that, uh, how are you able to lure the best and brightest here? And then the next question is, what's the situation with the quarterback, and how do you lure either a veteran quarterback or, again, um, uh, have someone within that front office, or even Dennis Allen, uh, that has the ability to evaluate the quarterbacks coming out of the, uh, out of the draft to get a quarterback that can be the quarterback of the future? Well,
4: I think uh, one is easier than the other to address. I think the offensive coordinator thing. There are really really two ways to go about it. One is uh, money. Okay, you you give you pay your coordinator to be one of the highest paid coordinators in the NFL, and the other one is to demonstrate how this season worked and how this organization has worked. Really, since two thousand and six, Sean Payton was the offensive coordinator. He turned the defense over to a, a myriad defensive coordinators. Sure, some were good, some weren't so good. In this case, Dennis Allen handles the defense. Whoever the offensive coordinator is is going to have almost total autonomy. So you mm-hmm. give him enough money and you give him enough freedom, and you can get a really good coach. And just to throw a name out there, somebody like Cliff Kingsbury is someone okay. who I think would uh, excite. I think it would excite the offensive personnel and I think that's somebody they could they could lure with those those options now as far as quarterback that's a lot tougher uh you know the the one guy who's not going to be starting quarterback next year Jameis Winston is under contract the one guy Mm -hmm. who could be the starting quarterback next year Andy Dalton is not under contract if you're going to go and re-sign Andy Dalton to be your quarterback, I think you're better off looking around at the market and seeing if you can get a Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr or somebody who I think probably has a higher ceiling than Andy Dalton has. Certainly drafting a quarterback is something in the mix, but they're not going to draft somebody who's going to be the quarterback in 2023. So they have to look at free agency or the draft or go with Andy Dalton. And uh, I I think they're better off trying to find themselves a veteran quarterback, even if it's a stopgap until right. a draft choice is ready.
0: Uh, I, w- I would agree with that. Um, Mickey Loomis, uh, entrenched, inner circle. Who And I mentioned this today in my monologue. Who's evaluating him?
4: Well that's a good question. I'm not sure anybody is. Uh you know, he's in charge of the football operation and uh the, the one person who shared responsibility for running the football operation with him was Sean Payton. So, you know, he has the most authority <coughs> excuse me that he has had in the football operation since uh at least 2006 if not beyond that. And uh, I don't think Dennis Lausche, uh who, you know, is the only person with comparable or greater power within the organization below the sure. ownership level, is someone who really evaluates the football operation. And I think uh, Mrs. Benson leans on her primary lieutenants uh, to guide her in decision-making. So uh, I don't know that anybody is is making a decision on Mickey Loomis's future other than Mickey
0: Loomis. I would agree with that, it, it, and it's, to me that's a little bit dangerous. Especially again, before you had you had you, you knew where the buck stopped. It stopped with Peyton. but again, we knew that Loomis had, had you know had some say in what was going on. Okay, uh, now it's Loomis. It, it really is going back to pre Katrina, uh, pre Payton, now post uh, pre Payton, and, and really, really pre Katrina in terms of where this organization is being uh, run now.
4: Yeah. Now I would also say. <clears throat> that Mickey Loomis is surrounded by some good people. You know, when it comes to evaluating personnel, Jeff Ireland has made a big Mm -hmm. difference since he arrived. Michael Parenton, I think, does a good job. And the the scouting department has generally done pretty well. So, you know, the football, and of course Dennis Allen has, has a lot of input into that as well. So, you know, I think the football operation. Is in pretty good hands, but as far as somebody who's going to go to Mrs. Benson and say you need to make a move with your executive vice president and general manager, I don't think that person is in the organization.
0: Nor do I. And I think one of the things that we'll we'll be looking for is if Peyton gets a job elsewhere and he comes in to poach the best in this organization, has Mickey Loomis done enough to be able to, again, make sure that those individuals are protected from outside individuals coming in and taking those guys away?
4: Well, I don't know that he has, and and that's a legitimate concern. Uh, Are they going to be able to... Retain all those people if Sean Payton or somebody else makes a run at them. And if somebody does make a successful run at them, are they going to be able to find uh, someone as good or better to replace them? Those, those are legitimate concerns.
0: I would agree. And, again, and, especially, again, as you're in a transition now, um, leaving in the post-Payton era. Um, final question for you. i got about, I got about 30 seconds. Did continuity work? Did did the concept of continuity work? Well,
4: I think it did work to some degree, but I don't think it was enough by itself. And so it it was important to keep that. And I think things might have been worse if they hadn't had the continuity, but it still wasn't enough. They still had to perform better than they did. And just having continuity wasn't enough to do that.
0: And how much of, again, the, The mistakes we saw, the lack of motivation is on the head coach.
4: Well, I'm not sure I I saw as great a lack of motivation as you seem to have seen. There there were some Mm -hmm. some flat starts, like most teams in the NFL experience over the course of the year. But, uh, yeah, the head coach, how the team plays is usually a reflection of the head coach. But I think if you look at the way the takeaways got better, the giveaways got fewer, and the penalties got much fewer down the stretch, Mm -hmm. I think that's something you have to give the coaching staff credit for improving along with the
0: players. Fair point. Fair point. Les, well, always appreciate your time, my friend. This is one of a few times you and I disagree on something, uh, but I'm glad you, you came on the program and we we could talk uh, we could talk about it as well. Once again, tell the folks about um, uh, uh, CrescentCitySports.com and also again uh, how folks can get your book. I got about 30 seconds.
4: Uh, thanks, Eric. Uh, donkeys, elephants, and giraffes at uh, Amazon.com and uh, BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, Crescent City Sports. Dot com. A lot of St. Uh, stuff, a lot of Pelican stuff will be coming up. And then uh, LSU and Mississippi State coverage at SaturdayDownSouth.com.
0: As always, thanks so much, my friend. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Eric. Anytime. Let's see. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back.
2: Learn about an option at treatcovet 19com This message is sponsored by Pfizer.
4: This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. This Saturday night, head to the Jefferson Performing Arts Center for the Party for the Performing Arts, featuring dinner, live music, and a Saturday night fever disco dance party. And for great entertainment, don't miss Noel
0: Miller at the Fillmore this Sunday evening on his Everything is F'd Up tour with comedy, rapping, and much more. For more ideas on what to do this
4: weekend, pick up the new issue of Where you at magazine at restaurants, coffee shops, and retail outlets all over town, or visit us at whereyouat.com.
3: Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital.
0: You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. We'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until six o'clock, four to six weekdays right here on, uh, 106.1 FM NASH Icon. iHeart Radio App, TuneIn Radio App, our digital platforms, NASHFM1061.com and ericasher.com, uh, is our, um, uh, uh, is on the World Wide Web. Uh, our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base. We're on all podcasting platforms and, um, as always, check us out on our social media platforms at Eric underscore on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, Jeff Duncan joins me on the award winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week, of course, with uh, Noel.com and also Fox 8 Sports. Uh, make sure you check us out uh, at your favorite time slot there. Um, I want to thank Leslie for joining us on the program. Really wanted to get him on the show. As I mentioned, I, I forward everything Les writes on my social media platforms. I think he's one of the best writers we have here in the uh, in the city. Um, I think he's um, I think he thinks things out clearly. I think that um, when you look at uh, the body of work that Les, one of the reasons why he's an award-winning journalist is again because um, his ability to be able to tell it like it is, and and of course again, uh, uh, you know, as a reporter. Um, uh, you know, the accolades are, are, are long and you've seen, you know, you've uh you've heard less on this program for a long, long time as well as other programs. The reason why, again, his longevity is again how good he is. Uh we disagree on this. Uh I just think the Saints are making a horrible mistake, continuing down the path with Dennis Allen. I understand all the um you know, the the, the norms, right? A coach deserves more than one year. Um You know, all the situations that that go with, again, the hiring and firing of head coaches. But this was a situation with continuity, okay? This was supposed to be the continuation of the Peyton era and the success there, and we didn't see it. I agree with Les. Defense got better down the stretch, no doubt about it. Injuries are a factor. I agree with that as well, okay? But every team has injuries. As I said, it's a factor, but an excuse. Um, I just don't see – it took (laughs) – forever to see like this team could be motivated and then on on the flip side if your offense is faltering do something about it um ronald curry was said to be again an up-and-coming uh offensive mind on this on this team you know they were talking about ronald curry that he was gonna be an offensive coordinator somewhere uh someday in the nfl if ultimately um Carmichael couldn't get the job done, and it's pretty obvious he couldn't get the job done, based on a body of work, how this team responded, well, then you needed to make a change. You needed to salvage the season in some way somehow. It wasn't done. You stayed with the status quo, and it was one I'm not saying the man made excuses at his at his press conference. He didn't. But again, he had no answers. He had no answers. So if continuity and the reason why he was hired was to continue the success of the Peyton era, it didn't happen. You won seven games with a team that, that should have been a double-digit win team in the worst division in football, and you came in last. So that's where I'm coming from. You're going to double down on a mistake? You didn't do it with Stan Van Gundy. You recognized it early. It was not working. It was easy to do that. He wasn't part of the organization long term. He didn't grow up in the organization. You didn't know his family. Again, you, you had nothing. Again, there were no ties to Van Gundy. There's ties to Allen. Well, there's ties to Carmichael. But sometimes you got to pull the band-aid off and just pull it off fast and just do, do what you got to do. And I go back to again one of the issues that we that, that this team has now. And that is who's evaluating Mickey Loomis. When he makes a mistake. And I'm telling you right now. 10th pick in the draft. That could be a quarterback. You gave up. That pick. And a and again a whole lot more. For two players. One is now. Two foot surgeries in less than a year. And Olave is going to be a nice receiver for you. But is he Jerry Rice? No he's not. He's not. Damn good receiver. Might, might, might end up being all pro one day. Very good. But was not worth all the draft capital. And that's on Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis at a time when you desperately need a quarterback. I don't know what happened between Dennis Allen and, and, and Jameis Winston. i speculated that, again, Dennis Allen never trusted Jameis Winston from day one. He, 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 he schemed against him at Tampa Bay and understood his faults and did not want him to lead against his team. And I think the situation that, that, that happened with um, him coming out publicly about losing his job because of injury, I think that sealed the deal on him. Did, did Dalton play decent? Yeah, he did, but Dalton couldn't get you over the top. So now again, you're searching. And, and, and the and, and the option is bringing Dalton back for another season? As a bridge quarterback? Sometimes you just have to admit the mistakes like you did with the Pels and move forward. And move forward. I don't see this organization doing that. I just don't. So we'll see how, how it plays out. Again, but I wanted to get less on it. I'm not sure how Larry Holder feels about it, to be honest with you. But I will ask Ari the same questions. So we'll see how that, kind of how that plays out at, at 535. This evening. I can tell you one thing. Uh, Scott Craig tomorrow comes on. Scottie is a is a staunch supporter of Dennis Allen and the coaching staff. And uh, we'll have, we'll, him and I will debate this tomorrow as well. It's worth a debate. If you truly care about what's going on with this organization and you want to be able to have winning football going forward, you have to debate it. It has to be on the table. And for me, I got a stake in the in, in the deal. I'm a season ticket holder since 1981. Okay, I mentioned it. S- tickets went for $9 a piece on Sunday. Huge loss if you were a season ticket holder and couldn't make the game and we're trying to give the ticket away to a family member trying to sell it on the secondary market. So yeah, th- th- this and not just that, this city is invested in whether the Saints win or not. Our economy is invested in whether the Saints are winning or not. So there's a lot of factors here, more than just again, you know, the the fun of enjoying football. I do want to shift gears for a moment. Obviously, last night, a huge win for Georgia over TCU was that was totally overmatched in the national championship. Just a juggernaut of a of a program uh, that that is at Georgia right now. I mean. You know, when we describe Georgia now, we describe them as, again, five stars at the five stars at the five star. Kirby Smart has done an incredible job in, in rebuilding that program into a juggernaut. Again, the best program in college football right now. But the debate that, that I want to bring up this afternoon is Stinson Bennett. And Mike Fazan brought this up on 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 Facebook last night and I was thinking the same Mike and I we come from the same place we grew up in the same in, in the same neighborhood we spent hours and hours of our, of our childhood in and our, and our, and our adulthood together we in a lot of cases we think alike okay um, can almost complete each other's sentences in some cases so my, Mike brought this up last night on on, on on Facebook I was thinking the same thing during the game um, on the surface you say five-year quarterback in college. How does that translate to the NFL? He's 25 years old. He seems to have the intelligence, right, to do the job, leadership, work ethic. You heard Kirby Smart talk about him last night, he's a winner. He's mobile. He's got decent arm strength, okay? Um accuracy's there. But the question is, can he be a starting quarterback in the NFL or will he be a career backup? Do the intangibles put him over the top? That's my question, okay? And I don't know the answer to this. Now, look, the knock that has surrounded him, that has followed him in his time at Georgia, uh, and by the way, you're talking about a kid that at Georgia in his his last two years threw for 2,862 yards in 2021 and 29 touchdowns with seven interceptions, and, and he threw for 4,127 yards this year and 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Okay? So, again, has had a tremendous amount of success in, in terms of back-to-back championships for Georgia. But everybody says he's surrounded by five stars at Georgia. Well, he's going to be surrounded by the best in the world if he goes to the NFL. So, to me, the argument is moot. If he's on a team that's got a good offense and good offensive pieces, whether that be the offensive line, weapons, et cetera, why wouldn't he excel? He excelled at Georgia. And he excelled at Georgia against SEC competition. He excelled at Georgia, again, in national championships or or in playoffs against the best in the NCAA. So to me, that argument is moot. Okay? I mean, again, putting him with the right team, surrounding with, well, we'll see again how he can go. So, this is just saying that, oh, wait, he played with five stars, so, so you know, that, that, that made the difference. Well, okay, it is what it is. Now, I will say this. I'm looking at him last night. He looks like Breeze. I'm talking about, you know, features. He reminds me of Breeze in so many ways. Look, he's won championships on every level, high school, junior college, SEC, two national championships. Like Breeze, he's he has been he's been doubted, okay, despite it, again his 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 success on every level. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's got work ethic, that's what Breeze possessed. If we're comparing him to Breeze, he, to just the Breeze box, right? He checks every box. So the question is if you're the Saints and you're looking for a young quarterback, is he on your list? Is he even at the top of the list? Now look. He's going to be overlooked because of his measurables. He's less than six feet tall. Okay, his measurables are not the best when you look at the draft, when you compare him to other players in this draft. But is he worth reaching for a quarterback? Now, I'm not saying late first round, second round pick here. No, he could Look, he could go to the combine and wild wow people, and somebody only takes one team to, be able to think, again, that he's worth it. And maybe he goes in first or second round. Most scouts have him as a mid-round pick. Everything that I did the research last night and today, still a fifth-round pick. Now, maybe that changes after last night, okay? I mean, I had the same thing. I look at the kid, and I'm saying to myself, can't be more than maybe a mid-round pick, but he's a winner. Teams didn't recognize Breeze for his intangibles. Now, he went in the second round to San Diego. Ultimately, again... You know, his whole life changed when Miami turned him down and he came to New Orleans and he got hooked up with a guy named Sean Payton. And the rest is history. Last season, the beginning of this season, I would have said, there's no way you're drafting him. But I'm going to say this right now. There's no way you can ignore his success. He sure likes looks like the next Breeze. So am I making the pick for, if I'm making a pick for a young quarterback, do I give him a shot? And if you do, where do you do it in the draft, okay? Now, if you're the Saints, look, you got a lot of, you got a lot of holes you got to fill here, okay? The offensive and defensive lines, as, as we talked about yesterday, they need an influx of talent. Not just talent, again, from free agency, but also young talent. Okay, the interior of that defensive line needs help, big-time help, okay? Um, the offensive line, aging in some cases. Ramshack is injured now often. Uh, Pete is, is is a bust. Uh, are you really going to go with, with, with Ruiz for another year here, another year or two? Uh, you still need the left tackle. Is penning the guy after, again, both of his feet being surgically repaired in one season? So, again, I think you got to look at offensive line and multiple positions on the offensive line. Wide receiver, despite having Olave and, 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 and Shahid, um, I think you need to look at wide receiver. Now, is that, is that a veteran wide receiver that comes in? Can you bring Jarvis Landry back? Can, can he be a guy that can, can stay injury-free? I don't know. Tight end, we talked about it yesterday. Johnson is a guy that you like. Troutman is really on the clock, but you probably need help there. Running back, you need running back help. There's no doubt about that. You need a big back for sure. I mean, there's some needs here. Defensive back, maybe not corner, but you need a safety. You can maybe use another linebacker, especially if Demario Davis is not brought back. And and depending on the situation uh with, with Ellis, whether he's gonna get a contract that's that maybe the Saints can't touch, like they're saying the two years ten million dollars, which I think is reasonable. So you have some other holes to fill here. Are you gonna take your draft capital and put it all on one of these young quarterbacks that are considered the young guns coming out? Or do you take a flyer on this guy on the second and third day of the draft if he's there? if he lasts that long, and say, based on his success in college, his success throughout his career, and the fact that he really reminds you of the greatest quarterback in the history of this organization, do you take a flyer on the kid? And after watching this kid last night and watching him again at Georgia, I don't know how you can't. I'm not saying mortgage to farm for the dude. I'm not saying put him in a first, second round pick. But I mean, I'm saying at some point, if you're looking at that draft, and especially if you're going to get multiple mid-round picks for Sean Payton, that might be one of the guys you might want to be able to take a hard look at. There's just something about the kid. He wins. He's a leader of men. The intangibles that he has there. It's not C.J. Stroud, and you know, and 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 the you know the the big arm and everything you see there, and you look. We go we go through the top quarterbacks in this upcoming draft. You know, again, Bryce Young with his ability, his accuracy, and his speed, and his ability to run all. The kid doesn't possess that, but he's a winner. He's a winner, and at the end of the day, isn't that what you're looking for in a quarterback? Is a winner. Now there've been plenty of of great college quarterbacks that were winners and couldn't translate to the NFL. Bennett may be one of those. He may be a career backup. But if you're Saints and you are quarterback poor, is this something you take a look at? And if I'm I'm the Saints, and I'm sure they're going to do more research than what I've done in just the last 24 to 48 hours, right? may have to take a flyer on the kid just based on his success that he had uh, at Georgia. And, again, I don't want to hear he was surrounded by five stars because I'll say it again. Coming to the right team with uh, with the right personnel on the offensive side of the ball with, again, the right coordinator, he might be able to have some success in the NFL just based on the intangibles. If what we're seeing is true, if, again, he doesn't just look like Breeze, But he's got those Breeze intangibles. Just food for thought. Just food for thought. All right. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I want to remind everybody about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. acpromise.com, acpromise.com. If you're in the market for a generator, Burkhardt has you covered. Uh, I don't care where you live. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, whether you own a business or you're looking for a generator for your home, don't sign a contract with any other company until you at least call my friends at Burkhardt. One thing I tell you right now is they have never had an issue with, again, placing that generator where it shouldn't be that puts your family at risk. Long before, again, this was brought to the attention of the world, in a lot of cases by the news by the news um, stations here in New Orleans, uh, because of the aftermath of IDA uh, with the carbon monoxide poisoning, et cetera, uh, Burkhart was doing it right. Burkhart takes care of everything for you, planning permits, inspections. They got a dedicated generator that does everything. Jason Burkhardt is in charge of the division. He will come out to your home of business, sit down with you, and give do a consultation. That's what it's about. It's not hard selling you. It's giving you options on, again, what generator may, may work for you in your particular situation. And then you can finance that generator over time if you'd like. Uh, new install quality check after one month. they that for everything installed for you. It means a month after the, uh, the, the generator is installed, uh, one of the gener- one, of, one of the crack team members of the uh, generator team for Burkhart comes out and shows you how to operate the, the generator. At Burkhart, they will also maintain that generator for year-round. They have 24-7, 365 emergency service, and they have all the parts stocked in their in their warehouse in Mandeville that you need for your generator, so there's no excuses. When it's safe to get you up and running, they're out there getting you up and running. And then of course, they have generators right now, generac generators in stock for you to be installed in your home. Don't delay another minute. The grid is compromised here in South Louisiana. We know again what happens during, again, uh, during tropical events, but it could be any time of the day or night. Your, your, your power could go out. Have that peace of mind of never worrying about the power going out again and increase the pop- property value of your home. Keep your business alive when everybody else's is, is dead because the power's out. Get a Generac generator from Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Also, don't forget about Southern Tire Hurricane Airline, another great uh, family-owned and operated business. Uh, and, of course, uh, the Piazza family has been around since 1972 taking care of vehicles here in New Orleans. Whether it comes to the best selection of tires in the metropolitan area, they got you covered, man. Wheels and tires over the 30 inches, you can finance that over time. And then the other part of it is, again, ASC Mechanics, uh, the, the certified mechanics who are going to use using, using the latest diagnostic equipment that you get at the dealerships. Tony Piazza made a, made a, made a, uh, a decision a long time ago that, again, with the new uh, with the way the cars are coming out computerized now, he had to be able to keep up with it, and it went out and got the, the diagnostic equipment that, again, keeps your vehicle on the road. And I will, I will say this. I'll go on the limb and say more diagnostic equipment than you get at your, at your average dealership or, again, maybe your average mechanic shop. You want a company you can trust, it's the Piazza family in Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3, 504-737-1558. I'll go to southerntire.com and check out all the services they provide for their customers. Folks, I'll make it very simple for you. Um, you don't stay around in New Orleans for, oh, since 1972 repairing vehicles if you're not taking care of your customers. I bring my vehicle to Southern Tire. You should as well. Southern Tire, Hickory & Airline in Metairie. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Larry Holder is going to join us on the program. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't forget, Jeff Duncan joins me this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Uh, of course, with com, and also uh, the uh, the Times-Picayune, Jeff's another one that believes uh, that, that, again, the that Dennis Allen should be retained. So we'll, we'll, we will discuss that on, on the program on Thursday as well. And, of course, we'll talk Pelicans, talk Tulane, LSU after their great seasons. And, of course, we're starting college basketball now. Uh, you know LSU looks like they got a pretty good team. Tulane looks like they got a pretty good team. Hoping again, then Coach Les uh, again can uh, can have an injury-free season this year, and that we can see again our home teams have an opportunity to get into um, uh, March Madness. Nothing better than when you got Louisiana teams participating in March Madness, and we might have an opportunity to see that this year again with again the home team So again, we'll see how this how this plays out, but we'll also talk about college basketball as well. We'll start to. This is really kind of the first couple days after the season, so we're talking. A lot of Saints we will start to get back in the Pelicans more and of course more into college basketball which again is going to be on the forefront going forward hey congratulations to the University of Georgia wasn't a wasn't it was it was it wasn't much for again the, uh, the the fan that wanted to sit there and watch if you weren't a Georgia fan but again once again the SEC dominates uh, when it comes to college football we'll be right back with Larry Holder of The Athletic <laughs> New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at nashfm1061.com. Country for Life, 1061, Nash Icon.
3: This report is sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. This winter, there are new COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against recent Omicron variants. If it's been at least two months since your primary series or original booster, schedule your updated COVID-19 booster dose at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech.
2: Working an accident blocking the right lane on 10 eastbound at St. Bernard. Your delays are going to be solid on 10 eastbound from City Park to the high-rise. In the meantime, look out for delays solid if you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side right at Canal Boulevard. Look out for delays steady if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, with delays steady from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. In the meantime, look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, with delays stretching from the claiborne Earhart exit to the Chapitula-South Peters exit. Look out for delays steady if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. And look out for accidents agriculture at new orleans street also canal at south claiborne i'm at robinson broadcasting from the attorney mike brander traffic center
0: eric asher from my friends over suburban roofing and siding 504-861 roof locally owned and operated fully licensed and insured remember the better business bureau and been re-roofing south louisiana for over two decades my good friend marty scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all the suburban roofings quality workmanship and of course so if you're dealing with roof leaks. Maybe you need, it's time to change your roof. Maybe you're still dealing with your insurance company and you need that roof replaced. You still got a tarp on your your roof from, again, from Ida. Call my friends over at Suburban Roofing. At Suburban Roofing, they're one of 6% of roofing contractors nationwide certified by Shingle Manufacturers, which allows their customers to qualify for the Manufacturer's Extended Warranty Program. Marty put a shingle on my home uh, that, again, is the most wind-resistant shingle on the market. He also worked with our adjusters to make sure that, again, the insurance company bought the roof uh, the, the the attention to detail his suburban roofing crews our schools crews and all type of roofs and also again we'll even hand nail your roof which is a lost art when it comes to roofing suburban roofing and siding again that's uh, uh, suburban roofing and siding 504-861 roof that's 504-861 roof looking for a roofer you can trust it's suburban roofing that's 504-861 roof Remember, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, looking for a company you can trust with your AC system, heating system, and we're in that yo-yo time of year. It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. You can trust Burkhardt with your air conditioning system, heating system, generator, apco home, treatment, air system, uh, electrical needs. They're there for you. That's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. All right, joining us in the program now is uh, my good friend Larry Holder. Uh, again now with the with the athletic does a great job with the athletic and I'll say it again folks you know, look, it's great to get the local news from the local reporters. We have local reporters on this, on this program every single day. But if you're looking for that national uh, uh, news source when it comes to sports and really international news source, I recommend The Athletic. Uh, again, I think some of the greatest writers we have uh, in the world write for The Athletic. It comes right to your phone, right to your tablet. Uh, again, with, with the updates on what's happening in, 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 the, uh, in the sports world. And, of course, great commentary as well. And we're lucky to have one of, one of those guys right here with us. With Larry Holder, remember when it comes to uh, again subscribing to the Athletic, do it under Larry's byline. He gets credit. Always good to take care of the local guy as well. Larry, welcome to the program. Appreciate you jumping on with us for another year, my friend.
1: Always, oh, E. I mean, how many years have you and me been doing this together? I can't oh. I've lost track. I mean, <laughs> it's I, I, I got look. We've been doing this longer than I've had kids alive in my. Hey, uh, that's <laughs>
0: the truth, isn't it? <laughs> longer than you've been married. <laughs> uh, pretty close. Like, yeah, pretty close, right?
1: Pretty, pretty darn close exactly yeah we've been doing this, uh, been doing this for a long time and uh, yeah it's uh, uh but no i always love jumping on with you uh, as uh you've been a long time friend uh, of mine and so let's uh dude, it's uh, it's whether it's you're wondering about saints or you're wondering about uh, what's going on in the nfl i mean there's definitely some intrigue uh whether it's if your team's in the playoffs or your team's yes. not in the playoffs lots of moving and shaking this time of year
0: no doubt. Let me ask you this first question, because I want to get to Dennis Allen and the Saints in a moment, but I just talked about Stetson Bennett, okay, out of Georgia. And a lot of scouts have him as a mid-round pick. Um, he's just got some intangibles that think, that make you think this kid is a winner, and, and does, does that translate to the NFL? He won at Georgia. You see the stats. We know the history. We've heard the stories. You've seen him play a lot. I've seen him play a lot. Does, he, does his skill set translate to the NFL?
1: Well, I'll just put it to you this way. Uh, there's a quarterback in San Francisco who who a, is a seventh-round pick, and he's nothing but a winner uh, at a small program in Iowa State, and he's uh, doing remarkably well and might be starting. And uh, who knows if, if Jimmy Garoppolo, and, of course, I'm referring to Brock Purdy. Like, sure. I think in the right system he works. Like, I, I just think that age is going to kind of scare people off from him 25 and right exactly and uh, it's almost like a i don't know at the top of my head how old brandon whedon was and chris winky and mm-hmm. i mean chris winky right. still was was a, a, a top pick but obviously that didn't pan out but still I, I think age is going to hinder him and yet if you're someone like the saints and you see someone who can win and uh, just does things well. Uh, I, I think that's someone – here's the thing. If it's a mid-round pick, let's see. Uh, would you rather have uh, – and I'm going back in Saints draft history, bust uh Garrett Grayson or Stetson Bennett as a third-round pick? I mean, you'd right. probably be jumping through the roof hoping for uh, a Stetson Bennett to be on your team. So, uh, look, I'm not projecting him to be anything uh, other than – What he is right now, uh, I would suggest going to our – we have massive draft coverage, and I haven't really dove into that as much as I used to uh, just because I'm covering the whole league and it's – at this point in the league, and the year, I'm still diving into that. But still, I I, I would recommend going to go check out, say, Dane Brugler or any of our draft Mm -hmm. experts. But I do think that he's someone that teams have got to take a look at just because – Of the example I just kind of laid out, Burnt Purdy, winner, a guy who can, in the right system, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's been dynamite for the 49ers in his rookie year, in a a big time of need. And so I think Stetson Bennett might, uh, you know, he might be someone in that same kind of ilk.
0: He's got some Breeze-like qualities. I mean, that's the thing I, I look at. I mean, you, you look at the chip on the shoulder. You, I mean, you look at a lot of things that, again, uh, that, that, that signal Drew Breeze. Not just that he looks a little bit like Breeze, right, as well, but he's got <laughs> yeah. Breeze-like qualities. And, and you know, again, some things has to be said for someone that is a winner. Now, look, Danny Werfer was a winner, right? But he couldn't play NFL NFL football. Uh, so Tim I mean,
1: Tebow as well, Eric. I'll right. Throw that out there. Tim Tebow right. as well.
0: So I mean, you can't get you can't get too over uh, to to get you know to to wrapped up in you know that he that that you know George is a back to back national champion, uh, but but again, there's just something about the kid, the intangibles that make you believe that he's gonna be he can be a success.
1: Yeah, it's not the same as Joe Burrow. I think uh, no. No. It, we have to kind of compartmentalize Joe's gotta, that.
0: Joe's a bigger player, about maybe a stronger arm, you know.
1: Yeah, but Joe Burrow also had size, you know, hand size of, like, an uh, infant, yeah. apparently. Kind of like
0: Gus <laughs> I, think I think he's over, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to say that, but. I, 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 <laughs> you know I, you I, thought, I, thought it. it. You know
1: you <laughs> thought, thought it. I thought it. Poor <laughs> Gus Cattengill's got, like, hands of, of, like, his son has bigger hands than you right. probably five. <laughs> By the way,
0: congratulations <laughs> but, to the sports hangover. I think this is the 13th anniversary of, of, of you guys starting that program back in um, back in 2010 over at 690.
1: Oh, my gosh. Is, oh, we could go on. You and me could go we, on and on
0: about Oh, that. on I'm and sorry. on, brother. <laughs> yeah, but
1: uh, <laughs> with, uh, I'll try to pivot back, even though I'd love to talk yeah. about that. Uh, we, we'll do that off-air with cocktails. Uh, there uh, you go, Daddy. In a later date. But still, no, it's something that, I, look, you cannot discount what Bennett has done. I mean, that's the thing. And I think Tebow was flawed. I don't think Bennett is as flawed of a quarterback. I just think Mm -hmm. that at that point the Broncos just got too enamored with him, and that's obviously a draft folly on their part. And I think teams are smarter than that, and yet every team is looking for a quarterback uh, that will guide their franchise to the promised land. And Bennett has done it for Georgia.
0: Right. And, again, Alabama, seven. Right. Yeah. And,
1: and, and so when you look at it in that sense, he's done it twice. And mm-hmm. Joe Burrow didn't do it twice. No. Uh, Joe Burrow did it once. And Bennett has done it twice. Now, but that's the thing. Joe has become this monster program. And they're rolling and they've got a great coach. But that's the thing. You also look at just quarterbacks from Georgia and who stayed and who's left. And, I mean, look at Justin Fields. Justin Fields had to leave. Georgia mm-hmm. to go to Ohio State and then look right. he's now starting to kinda even though the Bears they're the number one overall pick in the draft and they they're, they're not good, but it's certainly not Justin Fields' fault. I think mm-hmm. he's emerging. So I think the Bears are just a dumpster in and of itself. And yes, so when you got at in sense, I mean, you gotta you you definitely have to ponder what Bennett might be able to bring in the program. Like if it's the same drafted Stephen Bennett I think people actually ought to be pretty happy if that mm-hmm. if that scenario might play out.
0: Even if he ends up being a perennial backup. Okay? But but I I think you have to take a flyer on on a kid like that. The question is again, considering the draft capital, where can you pick him and feel like again it's it, it is a um uh, the the they're the, 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 the getting value for the pick.
1: Well, Eric, let's talk about backups. I mean, do you know how valuable a backup quarterback is to oh, in the NFL? It's, it's Absolutely. It's I, I just referenced it. Well, that is the number three quarterback with the 49ers. No team in the NFL has any kind of backup third string guy like that. I mean, we mm-hmm. were talking about, I remember last year, Ian book. I mean, like players like that. I mean, look, the, the 49ers and the Ravens are going in playoffs and they might have to play either a backup or their third string in yes. the playoffs. And they've still gotten there. It's it's pretty wild that mm-hmm. quarterback depth has actually become a thing. It's not like Tom Brady and his backup never plays, or Peyton right. Manning and his backup never plays. Drew Brees. I mean, there's so many quarterbacks who get banged up, and uh, it's
0: well, especially that if you're using them as as a runner as well. I mean, and that's part of that, where the NFL's going right now, right?
1: Right. Well, I mean, well the, the well, days well, of a
0: guy well, that got, got into center and, and, and did that all through college and then got in the pros. And, and again, you know, the first time he got in the shotgun was when he was in the pros. That, that you know, that it's that, that, not existed now. I mean, got kids grow up with a shotgun now.
1: Oh, absolutely. And so it's, it's totally different uh, than it was uh, going back, sheesh, let's talk uh, 20 some odd years ago. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely different. And yet, uh, it's, it, it's the most valuable position in sports. Period, no no and doubt. so and and, it, and there's only so few that can actually do it at an elite level, and you got you got teams in the playoffs that their quarterbacks actually don't do it in, in elite level, and yet you're having to play second string and third string, right. and it's uh it's something that uh, like uh, I keep going back to the 49ers. I mean, it's amazing.
0: It really is.
1: They didn't want Jimmy G to be the starter anymore. Trey Lance gets hurt. Jimmy G got to play. He gets hurt. Brock Purdy, all of a sudden, Brock Purdy. Everyone's looking at him. What happens now?
0: Like He look you? like a seasoned veteran the entire right. season.
1: Right, right. Uh, and, but it also helps when you've got pieces of oh, yeah. the puzzle, good sure. offensive line, uh, mm-hmm. great Agreed. football. I mean, Kyle Shanahan, oh, my gosh, yeah. So, it, look, they can, they can make it all work.
0: Right. It's got, like you said, right situation. A kid like that maybe has a chance to be able to succeed, no doubt. Um, I am on the bandwagon and have been for a while now, that, again, continuity did not work, and it's time to be able to move in a new direction. Uh, I understand the the, the ramifications of firing a coach after one year. I get it. But this was supposed to be a continuation of the Peyton era, and it didn't work. And if it was me in charge, I would be moving away from Dennis Allen and, uh, again, uh, either, again, uh, putting Ireland in charge of – uh, of everything in terms of a general manager, kicking Mickey Loomis upstairs in some capacity and, and starting over. And, and, again, saying, again, the breeze Peyton era was the breeze Peyton era. It's in the rearview mirror now. You have to look forward. What is your take on the future of the Saints, Dennis Allen in particular? Here's the thing. it's We've seen
1: a head coach where their side of the ball plays pretty well and their specialty – does not play very well. That happened a lot under Sean Payton. I think that happened a good bit under Dennis Allen. And so, do I think there are fall guys? Yes. Uh, I, do I think Dennis Allen is going to be a fall guy? No, I don't think so. I mean, it, it, he, he spoke about how he feels like uh, he's gotten reassurances that he's going to be there, and I'd, I, sure. I'd be at this point, I'm I'd be surprised to be I'd be totally there. shocked if he was let like go. A... Right. But guess what? There needs to be fall guys. So guess what? Fall guys are going to come on offense. They have underperformed, actually, the last two years. But yes. it's all, look, there, there are pieces there that you don't have the same pieces. I get it. But still, uh, it, <laughs> I cannot imagine any Saints fan watching Sunday's game and thinking, oh my gosh, let's keep what we got going. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know where they go in terms of, offensive coordinator, quarterback, I mean, obviously both spots are, they're a huge gaping issue to me. Like, I've known Pete Carmichael for a long, 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 long time, and I respect what he does. He's a a very smart guy, knows football, and yet there are reasons why he's interviewed for head coaching jobs in the past and never even really been thought of uh, to actually get one. So I think that's, Something that we all gotta take into
0: account, and and he didn't want the job. He didn't want the right. job. It's got to be talked it, into it, right? So I, I think I do think that
1: that I mean that's gonna be number one spot. I mean, offense coordinator is gonna change. I mean, that's gotta change. Mm-hmm. And then quarterback, where do you go from here? Uh, not this is not good. I don't care. Look, I, there's actually a decent bit. You know me. I do all these quarterback stats. Yep. Absolutely, for, for months and months and every week, and I, I put them out there. And Andy Dalton's stats aren't terrible, but I do feel like a lot of them are misleading. Like his overall total could be okay, but in situations they're not. And here, here's also the thing: if you have to be shuffled in and out as a quarterback, can't mm-hmm. do it. I mean, that's the thing. Like Taysom Hill can't be the full-time quarterback. Andy Dalton can't be the full-time quarterback. Right, obviously lost faith in Jameis Winston. That's yes. obvious, and mm-hmm. so there is a gaping spot there. What do you do? So I, they're either going to have to address that in free agency, mm-hmm. or making a trade, or in the draft, or all of it. I don't
0: know. I think, <laughs> I, think I think both. I think both. Right. I exactly. mean, you got to do both.
1: So, yeah. So I, I'm. I'm fairly confident. <laughs> I I maybe I'm being just a little uh, uh mm-hmm. easy saying fairly confident. Look, offensive coordinator, we got to make a change here. I mean, something's right. got to give. And so uh you've got to figure all that out and uh so it's uh, I know it didn't happen today, it might happen tomorrow. I don't know. Right. I, I, like I don't have any like insight into when it could happen, but you and me both know it has to happen and it should happen
0: does it have to be a splash hire? Can you elevate from within the organization and say, this is a guy waiting in the wings and we think he can do the job? Or does it have to be someone that you bring in uh, that's got to be a splash hire? And then the question is, what will this offense look like going forward? I mean, can you emulate what we had during the Breeze-Payton era, or do you have to go in a new direction? The Breeze-Payton
1: era is unique. So it's going to be almost impossible to emulate what that is. Like that's it, it's one of the best ones ever in the sure. history of the league. So that's the thing. Like, do you want to eat? Try to imitate that, or try to do something else? Like, I, I think someone from within. I don't know if I have a great answer for that. Maybe look, Ronald Curry's there. I, I get it, but I, I just I'm I'm not willing to go there yet. But also, yeah. but, but if I, if Ronald that, Kirk
0: could have got the job done, why did he get, why why didn't you move him to that position during the season when things were right. faltering?
1: Well, I don't think they were going to be willing to make a big shuffle in the season. I mean, they mm-hmm. don't they don't I, they didn't even do that under Peyton, and Peyton can be impulsive, and right. Allen does not seem impulsive. So no, he's uh, not. That would That's have been for sure. a huge that would have been a huge surprise. But mm-hmm. I do think that uh, they need. They need, I, I just think they need some uh, some kind of fresh mindset. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of these people have been there for so, so long and have been attached to, like, the Sean Payton era for so, so right. long. It might be time for, like, a fresh outlook. And, I agree. Uh, so, I, I, look, I, Mickey Lewis is not dumb, <laughs> regardless of maybe uh, what people might think. And he's had his ear to the ground. My hand
0: is raised very, very quickly on that one, but go ahead. <laughs>
1: what that you think Mickey Loomis is dumb? No, I don't think he's
0: dumb. I just don't think he's an NFL general manager. I think he's a capologist. I think he's a great executive. I just don't think he's a pro personnel guy.
1: Well, that's why you hire a pro personnel guy. And that's why you hire a college guy. And that's uh mm-hmm. y- you manage that. <laughs> so that's part
4: the, That's part of uh his success. Right.
1: But he's cultivated those people. True. Uh, but also I I do think though that they have to have an open mind. To making any kind of change and going in any direction but that's the thing you're wondering can Dennis Allen do that successfully and you're probably thinking back all right to the Raiders I mean how much mm-hmm. pull did he have there when he did right. that I mean that's a, that actually is a long long time ago I'll, I'll just put it to you this way I mean we're talking about you remember us on radio 13 years yeah. ago i mean right. how much of my life has changed 13 years ago or no this, that, come the on other? Her- yeah right. so everybody come a little on. smarter <laughs> In right that sense uh, but still there uh, look eric you and me know. i mean that, things have to change there i mean this Absolutely. this is not acceptable it has been it's a, it's a product that is like unwatchable i mean yep. we're wondering we are we're, we're, we're waiting for Tulane to play again. We're waiting for the Pelicans mm-hmm. to play again. Right. We're not waiting for the Saints to play
0: again. Like, 100% people agreed. are
1: more enamored with those teams and not the Saints.
0: Yeah, and, that, and that can't be in a market, again, where the Saints dominate. There he is. Larry, thanks so much for the time. At Larry Holder on Twitter and, of course, The Athletic. Please subscribe to The Athletic under, under Larry's um, uh, byline. Larry, I'm up against the clock. We'll do it all over again starting next Monday uh, at 5.35. Thanks so much for your time, as always, my friend.
1: You got it. Definitely next Monday. We'll be back normal slot. All
0: right. Thanks, brother. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate the time. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. I don't care what you're looking for. Uh, air conditioning system, heating system, brand new systems, uh, repairing your system, your existing system, uh, a generator for your home or your business or maintaining that generator or that Alpico Whole Home Air Treatment System or, again, electrical work. You need, so you need a company you can trust. It is Burkhardt. acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Six, 3
3: I studied Spanish in college and never got fluent, but then I tried Babbel.
1: Want the most effective way to learn another language? In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel's bite-sized lessons will have you learning another language in as little as three weeks.
3: Babbel gets you speaking quickly about things you actually talk about in the real world.
1: University studies have shown that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a semester of college Spanish. If you want to learn a new language, there's no better way than Babbel. Go to Babbel.com to try Babbel for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L. Progressive
3: presents Adjusting to the Suburbs You used to associate crickets with silence but since you bought a house in the suburbs you know crickets hate silence If any other creature realized rubbing its legs together made a piercing high-pitched noise,
0: they might think, maybe I won't do that constantly, all night long. Luckily, you can save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto Now that's something to make noise about
3: Just not Constantly Progressive Casual Insurance Company coverage provided and service by affiliates and third-party insurers. All
0: right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Uh, I want to thank our guest today, uh, Les East. Great conversation with Les. Again, I wanted to bring on somebody I knew that disagreed with me about the uh, uh, the direction of the Saints. And, uh, of course, Les does a great job for com and Saturday Down South. And, of course, we'll have him back on the TV shows uh, uh, pretty soon as well. also want to thank Larry Holder with us each and every week on the program. want to thank all the great sponsors to sponsor our program. So appreciative to each and every one of those sponsors. Go to EricAsher.com. There's a slideshow for the sponsor to sponsor our program. Hey, click on the icon if you have any questions about that sponsor. It takes you right to the website. Everything you need to know about the sponsors right there for you. i got to thank the audience, too. 20 years at this, and again, this audience has been so loyal to me. I appreciate it. Loyal to my sponsors as well. Thank you so much for tuning into the program, whether you listen over the airwaves here at 106.1 FM or on our on our podcast, uh, on the Anchor app, and all the all the other um, uh, major podcasting app platforms. Uh, we appreciate you. Thanks to the Rudy Becker Studio. As always, we appreciate again uh, you checking out the program. All right, coming up next, it's all access with Jude Young. So keep it right here on 106.1 FM. My name is Eric Kasher. Everybody have a wonderful evening and uh, we'll see you tomorrow straight up four o'clock. From the dog catching the gumda That includes the mayor. They all gotta go. <laughs>